0: Mr. Worldwide to infinity, <laughs> you know the roof on fire. We gon' boogie, oogie, oogie, jiggle, wiggle, and dance <laughs> like the roof on fire. We go drink drinks and taste until we fall out like the roof on fire. Now baby, <laughs> and light the roof on fire. Tell him, tell them, baby, 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 I'm on fire. I tell baby, 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 I'm a fireball. left in Washington for the Clippers. Shot clock turned off. No timeouts for the Clippers. Canard gets the inbound. Fires a deep three in the air. It's good. Don't shovel dirt on him yet. 115 to 112. 8.2 to play. I came, I conquered. Or should I say I saw, I conquered, I came. This you go on fire. turn around and say it. Walk this way. Passing lane. Deflect the ball. Dribbles down the three-point line and take a shot. No timeouts for the Wizards. A five-second call! Oh my goodness! Remember, there are no timeouts left for either team. Ah! Gives to oh, Kennard the three for the tie, oh my goodness, I don't believe what I have seen, we are tied at 115, Kennard put the Clippers on top for the first time tonight, oh my goodness, hot damn, y'all boys gonna learn that the go right here don't play, that boy's from the bottom, bottom of the map. What's up? What's up? What's up? My LA basketball fam, it's your boy LA Ray Harris, host of LA Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. So let me be the first to say. By the way, this is episode number 88, uh, the Clippers version. Clipper Nation, Clip Joint, Clipper Holics. Let me be the first to say. Luke Kennard, I sincerely apologize. There's no shame in my game. As you all know, I was all over Luke Kennard last year. Signed the big contract, four-year extension, $64 million, whatever it is. They used to always tease that he broke into Steve Ballmer's office and just stole some money. Luke, cool hand Luke. My deepest apologies, my brother. This kid is playing out of his mind as you heard that clip. As the Clippers came back from 35 points down against the Washington Wizards this past Tuesday, led by Cool Hand Luke Kennard and Amir Coffey, I mean, is this an uh, uh, an indictment of how bad Washington is, or does this show how scrappy the Clippers squad the Clippers squad is? Ty Lue took his whole pretty much his whole first team out the game, and the second team led by Mr. Kennard came in from thirty and 35 points down, came back and won that game. It was similar to a game last year. I believe it was, may have been against Atlanta when the Clippers were down by 23 points and came back and won with the second team. It has happened again. And again, cool hand Luke was out of control. They had no answer for him, Washington, I'm saying. So, hey, the dude is earning his money now. Earning his money. 30 minutes against the Washington Wizards, 8 out of 13 from the field, 25 points. He was plus 26 in the plus-minus column. And again, Ty Lu he's not afraid to take the starters out. If they're not playing well, he will yank your ass out the game. Reggie Jackson, he played only 16 minutes, 1 out of 9 from the field, 0 of 2 from beyond the arc, only scored 4 points. Minus 29 when he was on the court. Tyloo yanked his ass out the game. Visha Zubat, 12 minutes, 0-5 from the field. Very much ineffective, two points, yanked. Even my man Nicholas Batum, the professor as I call him, he only played eight minutes. 0-1 from the field, gotten a couple of fouls, Got in a little foul trouble in the first quarter, yanked. He didn't score any points. Terrence Mann was the only starter that played, and also Amir Coffey, of course, played the heavy minutes. Terrence Mann, 32 minutes, 6 out of 12, scrappy, scrappy-ass player that Terrence Mann Love that kid. 16 points. Amir Coffey, who has been taking advantage of all the minutes he's been getting in the last, I would say, 10, 12 games, 37 minutes, 10 out of 21 from the field, 29 points for Amir coffee i mean this dude was also on fire like big k or cool hand luke fireball even isaiah hardenstein 26.6 of 12 from the field six assists that kid can pass the ball folks take a notice at hardenstein he he knows how to pass the ball in the post five rebounds 16 points and last but not least the aforementioned cool hand luke canard 8 out of 13 from the field, 5 of 8 from beyond the arc, 25 points. You talk about an entertaining game. 35 points. I mean, the Clippers were left for dead. Left for dead. They only scored 13 points in the second quarter. And again, Washington was up by 25. And as the third quarter started, when the Clippers scored 40 points, outscored Washington 40 to 27, you can tell that the Washington Wizards was getting really, really tight, really tight. Bradley Beal, you know, he he kind of uh, took over the game for Washington, and, and, you know, he was playing with a lot of heart. You know, he's an all-star, 8 out of 15 from the field for 23 points. Kyle Kuzma, he scored 19, but he was only 6 out of 14 from the field. Spencer Dinwiddie didn't do much, 2 of 10. They were playing tight as hell. And the Clippers came back and won that game simply because they were the more scrappy team. That's a testament to Ty Lu. Again, he's not afraid to put his second team in if the first team is not getting it done. And that right now, the Clippers stand at 24 and 25. You know, they're just like the Lakers and wallowing around the 500 mark. But I'll tell you what, man, this team is so scrappy. They are really, really fun to watch, especially when that second team gets in there. But going back to uh, Lou Kennard, I mean, what can you say? I think it was uh, – they were down by seven with – or seven seconds left, I should say, and he scored like seven points, whatever the situation was. I mean, it, it was crazy. He scored seven straight points. I believe it may have been in like 15 seconds or so or something like that, you know, a four-point play. You know, why are you why, – Washington, why are you fouling a guy beyond a three-point line? You know, I, it looks like they may have been trying to foul him But Luke Kennard was able to dribble around the defender, shoot that left-handed jumper up, and bottoms. Game over. He also had eight rebounds and six assists. So, Luke, again, my apologies, brother. Hey, you're earning that money now, baby. You are earning that money big time. And then the next game against the Orlando Magic, they were down by 14, the uh, the Clippers I'm speaking of, and they had to come back and win that game. Now, For uh, Clippers, you're not going to you're not going to be behind on every one of these games and then come back and win. Now, you have to you have to go out and take the lead yourself on occasion. You know, you can't you can't sustain that throughout the year. But, you know, against Orlando, they show some grit. They show some heart. They show some guts. Come back and win. Reggie Jackson, he's in another one of his slumps. You know, it, 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 we haven't had that consistency from Reggie Jackson throughout the year. 19 minutes, 3 of 11 from the field against Orlando. He only had 9 points. 19 minutes. He only played 19 minutes. So, again, Ty Lu, he's not afraid to yank you. If you're not playing well, you will be yanked. Amir Coffey, again, taking advantage of all the minutes that he's getting. 34 minutes. He typically leads the team in scoring. Lately, scored 19 points, led the Clippers in, in scoring against the Orlando Magic. So even when Paul George comes back and Kawhi Leonard comes back, they're going to have to find a, a consistent spot in a rotation for Amir Coffey. It's, it's, it's just that simple, along with Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann played 27 minutes and scored 14 points. So these guys, Clippers I'm speaking of, they're, they're taking advantage of the time that they're getting. And Ty Lue is going to have to find spots in the rotation. And and I mean consistent, consistent spots. Luke Kennard against Orlando, again, 17 points. Six out of nine from the field. Two or three from beyond the arc. He has one of the smoothest left-handed jump shots in the league. And after every game, they asked Ty Lue about Luke Kennard and his shooting, his efficiency and things like that. And Ty Lue pretty much says the same thing after every game. I wish he would shoot more. Kamara, right, cool hand Luke. The coach is giving you the green light, baby. Jack him up. Jack him up. Luke and I are plus 23 while he was on the court against Orlando. Bledsoe played pretty well against Orlando. He's only 5 out of 14 from the field, but he did score 13 points. Played good defense, and he was plus 13 while he was on the floor. So, again, when these guys come back, I'm speaking of uh, Paul George, and if, if Kawhi Leonard is able to come back, Ty Lee was going to have a good problem on his hands. You're going to have to squeeze in some minutes for these guys. Even Justice Winslow against Orlando, he had only seven points, played 23 minutes, but he did have eight rebounds, three assists, two steals. This was a guy at the beginning of the year that I was scratching my head wondering why the Clippers even picked him up. And he hasn't been playing all that well. But these last couple of games against Washington and Winslow, I'm sorry, Washington and Winslow, Washington, and the Orlando Magic, (laughs) Winslow, has been playing pretty well. Now, I don't know if he's going to secure a consistent spot in the rotation, you know, when guys come back from injury. But, you know, you also have this guy on the bench that you're able to turn to. You know, he is a veteran. He's been in the league for about five, six years, I I think, five or six years or something like that. So, you know, he's a veteran ball player, and, um, you know, you might get some good minutes from him. So, say all that to say, now that the Clippers are 25-25. and 25, And just like the Lakers, you know, they, they're trying to vie for a top six seed. Again, you do not want to get into that six, seven, eight, nine seed. Or seven, eight, nine, ten seed. You don't want to get into that. And the Clippers will be scratching and clawing and to try to make a six seed. Are they a top six team in the West? If Paul George is healthy, I would say yes, because, you know, who knows if Kawhi Leonard is going to come back. Let's just assume that Kawhi Leonard is not going to come back this year. So when Paul George comes back, is this Clipper team a top six team in the West? I would say yes, they are. I really would. I would say the Clippers are a top six team with Paul George. Without, it's possible that they can make the play-in tournament. But with Paul George, I really think they're, they are a top six team. And Ty Lu is one of the best coaches in the NBA, bar none. I would say it definitely top five coaches. Top five. Because, again, he's not afraid to pull the trigger with his starters. Hey, hey, hey Reg, Mr. June, Reggie Jackson, you're not playing well. Sit your ass on the bench. Sit on the bench. I'll come in there with, with, with Bledsoe or I'll come in there with, you know, Canard eat up all those minutes or Brandon Boston, Jr., you know, Jay Scrub, You know, Jay Scrub played some heavy minutes, 17 minutes against the Washington. He scored eight points. I mean, th- th- that game was unbelievable. Unbelievable. A 35-point deficit. Are you kidding me, Washington Wizards? I guess Wes Unsell, Jr. was on the sideline. That's a coach for Washington. I guess he's looking at this game like, man, what the hell is going on here? They were choking big time. The Clippers got all the loose balls. They were starting to get all the calls from the referees and Washington started making a bunch of mistakes. They were turning the ball over. Clippers were taking advantage. Next thing you know, 35 points went down to 30, went down to 25, 20. When they got that thing under 10, it was it was like it was a wrap. You you, you almost knew that the Clippers were going to come back and win that game. Even with even with uh, Lou Kennard uh, doing this magic at the end, you know, seven points in, in, in so many seconds. You know, that you would think that's impossible to do, but, you know, I'm thinking in that game, hey, it's it's possible. This team has karma in this game. You know, they, they have divine intervention on their side, and they're going to win this game, and sure enough, they did. So moving forward, what are the Clippers facing? They're, all, they're still on this long uh, road trip here. They played uh, Miami on Friday night. That's going to be a really, really tough game as the Heat are playing very, very well. And then they have to go to Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets. They put up 155 points the other night. That young team is balling, balling their ass off. And then they have to go to Indiana before they come home and play on February 3rd against the, the Crypto.com uh, Los Angeles Lakers in the Crypto.com Arena. So, of course, that's going to be a very, very interesting game between those two rivals. So, from this point forward, it doesn't get any easier for the Clippers. But as long as they stay scrappy like they are, you know, playing this scrappy hustle basketball, they're going to be in a lot of these games. And if the starters can pick up the pace, you know, a la Reggie Jackson, a la Visha Zubak, a la Nick Batum, they're going to be in most of these games. And you have one of the best coaches in the league in Ty Lue. And um, I think the Clippers will be fine. They just have to, to uh, you know, tread water a little bit until Paul George gets back. And this team will be fine once he returns. So with that, before I get to segment number two, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Only four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and of course one of the teams is your Los Angeles Rams. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? No worries. You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56-1 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just five dollars and win two hundred eighty in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for fifty-six to one odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be twenty-one or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Okay. Fam. Again, this is your boy LA Ray Harris, host of LA Course Hat Podcast. Brought to you again by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. As you just heard. So for my second and last segment segment, really quick, just want to touch on the MVP race as we are approaching the halfway point of the season. Um, well, we're past actually past a little past the halfway point of the season as far as games played. Uh, but the trade deadline is coming up on February 10th. So there's a lot of buzz in the NBA about the MVP, who people think is going to win the MVP. It's going to be a very, very interesting race this year for that coveted MVP trophy. And you have several candidates. It's one of these candidates that some of these publications. Uh, have this particular player in the top five, I don't think that player should be there, and that is Chris Paul, and I'll give my explanation in a second. But um, it, many publications have, of course, the Joker being number one. I mean, and, and what can you say about the guy's averaging 25.9 points per game? Uh, the guy just does it all. I mean, he absolutely does it all. He rebounds. He passes. Uh, you know, he, he is triple walking triple-double. In a a game the other night, 49 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. I mean, the guy just does it all. He's averaging 13.9, might as well say 14 rebounds a game, and 7.4 assists. He's an adept passer, I mean, for a big man. I mean, he he throws cross-court passes. He, he, he He can lead the fast break. I mean, the guy does it all. And then you have the Greek freak of defending champion Milwaukee, 28.6 28.6 points per game. He's been on fire since Christmas. 11 rebounds per game, 6.1 assists. You got to put him right up there in the MVP uh, voting. And, and as far as his team goes, though, the Milwaukee Bucks, right now they're standing at the fifth seed in the East at 30 wins and 20 losses. So, you know, a lot of these, uh, whoever votes on the MVP voting, they also look at what the teams are doing. And they kind of base their vote on that sometimes. Now the Denver Nuggets, you know, the the Joker, their team is only twenty six and twenty one. Now they don't have they don't have Murray, and that's and they don't have Porter as well, Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. They don't have uh, those two players, but that shows you how well the Joker is playing. That's two out of their top three players. So the Joker is pretty much doing it on his own in Denver. So you got those two, and then. You go out on the list and you have Joel Embiid. Now, this guy's just playing out of his mind. Playing out of his mind. Philadelphia 76ers, again, as a team, 28-19, sitting at the sixth seed in the East. I mean, but what can you say about Joel Embiid? A couple of 50-point performances, averaging 10 rebounds a game, four assists per game. I mean, he has mad skills, mad skills. You know, he he joins Allen Iverson and Wilt Chamberlain as the only Sixers to put together multiple streaks of 25 points or more in 12 consecutive games. I mean, look at those two names, Allen Iverson and Wilt Chamberlain. Again, as the only Sixers to put together multiple streaks of 25 points per game, 12 games in a row. So, I mean, this guy is just, he's doing it all. Then you have Kevin Durant, who's currently hurt. Hopefully he can come back soon. Uh, Before he got hurt, he was averaging 29.3 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, five assists per game. Most of that was without Kyrie Irving. Now, when Kyrie Kyrie Irving is back, he's only playing in half the games. Uh, James Harden is starting to pick up the pace. You know, is that going to take some scoring away from Kevin Durant? We shall see. A lot of people think Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet. And really, how can you really argue that? Brooklyn is number four in the East so far at 29 and 19. And uh, again, let's hope that Kevin Durant comes back healthy. He is definitely, definitely fun to watch. Uh, going down this list again, I, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Uh, uh, Steph Curry definitely should be in the mix. You know, the, you know, the guy's changed the game as far as three point shooting. He definitely should be in the mix. You know, you got long shots like DeMar DeRozan, Chicago Bulls, big time shot maker for Chicago this year. John Morant. No, you know, it's not going to win the MVP, but I tell you what, two, three years from now, and especially the Memphis Grizzlies uh, start to get better, he will be in that race. LeBron James and, and Clipper fans, I know this is a, 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 the Clippers version of L.A. Corsat pod, so please don't turn it off. LeBron James needs to be in a conversation for MVP, especially the way he's lately has been playing the last, I would say, 20 games. I mean, he's just, he's unreal, you know, there's not enough superlatives. There's not enough adjectives in the, the Webster's Dictionary to, to uh, describe how LeBron James is playing. He should definitely be in the mix. Now, the one player that's in the mix, a lot of people say, I kind of disagree with, is uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Now, the Phoenix Suns is the number one team in basketball. Okay, we're going to give them that, obviously. They are 38-9. He is the floor general for that team. He averages 14 points per game. Four rebounds a game and 10 assists. Pretty good stats for, you know, a point guard, you know, a general for that team. But I don't think that's MVP numbers. I just don't. I remember a while ago when Steve Nash won the MVP over Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash had similar numbers and people were complaining big time that Steve Nash should not have won that MVP that particular year. And Chris Paul is having a similar type year. I just don't think the stats fit MVP type player. Now, can you say that he's the most valuable player on his team? Then maybe you can state a case for that. And that's been, that's been a debate on most valuable player throughout the years. Anyway, is it the most valuable player on your team or are you simply the most valuable player in the entire NBA? If it's the latter, it is not Chris Paul. Now, if you want to say he's the most valuable player on the Suns, Okay. I'll give you that because if he's not, on the suns let's say if he was hurt or retired or something like that the tons probably wouldn't be as good so i don't think chris paul should be in the mix for mvp but there are some folks who disagree with me and they have him in their top five uh, as far as um potential mvps for this particular season so that is my take on the mvp race just wanted to throw that out there so my L.A. fam, I'm going to leave it right there. Thanks, uh, you all, for listening, as usual. And uh, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, whatever platform you use, uh, look for L.A. Courts pod and uh, subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, rate the show and, uh, you know, rate it appropriately. Hey, you can say, man, L.A. Ray, that show stinks. Or you can say, man, L.A. Ray is the man. You know, that's the only way, you know, podcasters, in my opinion, can get better. You know, you get you get comments, you get ratings. And hey, if there's something I need to work on, let me know. It's all good, baby. It's all good. So again, with that, my LA fam, leaving it right there. Be safe out there. And until the next episode of it's LA like this is your host, LA Ray go Harris. Go Peace. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far, cause a man with a torch repossessed my car.